This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 23rd of October. Have I got one for you, Justin? Mm-hmm. Legendary boxer Manny Pacquiao, boxer. who is now a senator in the Philippines, <laughs> yeah. is launching his own payments platform for social media influencers and brands and fans. Ooh. And it's going to be called PacPay. <laughs> I like it. Very creative. <laughs> Brett, Bitcoin's value has jumped to its highest level since July last year uh. after PayPal announced it's opening its services to cryptocurrencies. How exciting for Bitcoin fans. Mm -hmm. Three really exciting stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Australian casino and gambling company Crown Resorts Mm -hmm. is facing a public inquiry into potential money laundering breaches. This one sounds real serious. So what's the story here? Since June last year, Crown has kind of been in crisis mode. And that's because a number of news publishers revealed how Crown does business with certain people who are linked to organised crime gangs. Now, these crime gangs were allegedly allowed to launder drug money through the casino's gambling operations. What makes this extra juicy is that now Crown is being questioned as to whether it should be allowed to still hold the license to operate its new casino on prime Sydney land at Barangaroo. And that's a casino that is due to open before the end of this year. So what's the key learning here? Money laundering is an illegal process of making, let's say, dirty money look legitimate. Take me through it. When criminal organisations generate large amounts of money through criminal activity, Mm -hmm. they need to store that money somewhere. And physically holding onto illegal cash is obviously (laughs) inefficient and also pretty dangerous. So what happens is criminal syndicates swap dirty cash for gambling chips Mm -hmm. and then have the casino deposit their winnings into Mm. a bank account. Making drug money appear to be the proceeds from a lucky night at the table. (laughs) And it appears as though the money has come from a legitimate source. For our second story, Google has been whacked with the biggest tech anti-monopoly lawsuit since Microsoft got served back in the 1990s. You got served, Google. (laughs) Tell me more. Let's just back up a minute. Google controls around 90% of the global search market. And that is partially because of the big deals that Google has with phone makers. Brett, ever notice the default search engine on Apple's Safari web browser is Google search engine? Mm, Yes, I have. And that's because Google pays Apple around $14 billion a year for that honour. And Google also has agreements to make sure its preloaded search app Mm -hmm. can't be deleted from phones running its Android operating system. But now, the US Justice Department has filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google. Now, Justin, what that means is that they are claiming that Google uses anti-competitive tactics to keep its search business monopoly. So what's the key learning here? When a company is considered to have a traditional monopoly, it means they don't have any competitors in a market. And when there is nowhere else to go, the company can set any price for their product or service. Which hurts customers' hip pockets dearly. Mm -hmm. But this case with big old Google is pretty interesting because by and large, Mm. Google services are free. So the financial harm to consumers isn't quite as clear. For our third and final story, Quibi, the mobile-only video subscription streaming service, (laughs) is shutting down after just six months. I.e. shutting down after raising almost $2.5 billion from investors. This could go down as the failure of the century, Brett. So what is the story? All right, Quibi was based on a vision that Mm -hmm. consumers would pay to watch short spurts of content while on the go. And they raised around $2.5 billion in capital for that vision Mm. from big names like Alibaba, Disney and Google. 
Goldman Sachs. But Quibi really struggled to hit its subscriber growth target. So now Quibi is winding <gasps> down its business operations and it's going to be selling its assets. Get this, Jay Man. Mm-hmm. Quibi did expand to Australia in August this year, but FluxFam, did you even <laughs> notice? I didn't. So what's the key learning here? You may have a product or service that people want, mm-hmm. but you also need a business model that works. Quibi's business model was reliant on having enough subscribers and eyeballs on its content so that it could sell lucrative ads. Quibi argued that months of stay-at-home lockdowns pushed consumers to TV streaming services and away from mobile-only video. <laughs> but guess what, Brett? TikTok, <laughs> which is also a short-form video app uh-huh. that's mobile-only, gained monstrous traction <laughs> in that same time. In the end, Quibi's problem was that it raised a lot of money mm-hmm. and just couldn't live up to that hype. A big shout-out to Flux family members in the Australian cruise industry, which is facing some tough times yeah. at the moment. We're hoping there are really good times coming up very soon. And a big thanks to Pez for that shout-out. Flux fam, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.